Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, this is Stu Block from Into Eternity, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Michael from uh, Dr. Quillity, and you're listening to Talking Metal. A stripped-down rock and roll flamethrower, the Gibson Les Paul BFG is the most powerful Les Paul Gibson has ever made. Blasted back to the bare essentials, the BFG is the Les Paul for guitarists who want it loud, raw, and wild. Two volumes in one tone up control the sonic spectrum put out by a high-powered burst bucker, three humbucker in the bridge, and a screaming single-coil P90 in the neck. An innovative powerhouse, the Gibson Les Paul BFG has no binding, no figure top, no finishing touches. This gives the BFG a distinctive look that is both modern and vintage while allowing for a price that makes pure Les Paul performance available to all players. The result is a perfect storm of eye-catching style, incredible tone, and unbeatable playability, all at a great price. Check it out at Gibson.com slash BFG. Rock, rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast, broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Yo, Talking Metal Heads, how you guys all doing? Hey, Mark. What's happening? We're here in Midtown Manhattan today. Yeah, and it's pouring rain. We were thinking about doing another one in the middle of Times Square, but uh, I, I mean, I got so drenched walking over here. But anyways, we got a great show. Yeah, we have Michael Stanna from Dark Tranquility, and we've got Stu Block from Into Eternity. Yeah, and we're going to feature some of their music. And a big thanks, as always, to George at Century Media, who set this all up. The original plan was we were going to go down to the concert, which was The Haunted, Scar Cemetery, Dark Tranquility, and Into Eternity. And we were going to have all the vocalists from these bands do a roundtable discussion with us. So we got down there, and of course, The Haunted, Peter from The Haunted, was doing a sound check, and... Michael from Dark Tranquility was going out for for food, and 
we had Stu who was just kind of standing there waiting for us to get our stuff together. And eventually, after 30 minutes of trying, we decided there's no way we're going to get these guys all in one room at the same time. Yeah, the funniest thing was at one point I'm talking to Stu on the cell phone and I'm looking and I see like a guy with long hair talking on a cell phone and I just yelled, hey, Stu, it's the, I'm like standing like right next to you. So we're talking to each other, trying to figure out where we're going to meet. And it was just such a crazy thing. And we realized that's never going to happen, this roundtable thing. We're going to just hook up with Stu, do an interview. And then one by one, we interviewed the singers of the bands. Yeah, and the same exact thing while you were having that thing happen with Stu on the cell phone happened to me. I swear to God, with the uh, tour manager of the Haunted. So it was it was a bit nutty, but I think after we finally decided let's just do them one at a time, we it all worked out for the best. So we're gonna start uh, this episode. I guess we could call it part one of the Metal for Masses tour. Um, talking metal podcast with Stu and michael and then we'll be back with peter and some of the guys from scar cemetery maybe next week or the week after we'll see how things are going vince neal is this is a freaking brilliant dude he's you guys all have to go to montleycruise.org vince neal is launching his own cruise and it's going to take off uh, or set sail i guess from miami in january I don't know what we're doing in January, but if there was any crazy possibility we could get on this tour and do live talking metal podcasts from the Vince Neil cruise, which includes booze, gambling, and of course, girls, 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 as it says on the website. But I was talking to my wife, Emily, about it, and she was game. So we should we should uh, think about it, see if we want to do that. Probably it won't happen, but just throwing it out there. I'll tell you, I'm up for it. If you guys do it, you know, I'll do anything for Talking Metal. I'm a little afraid of cruise ships. Uh, so I know it's a ridiculous fear, but uh, I will overcome that fear. I'm choked up just talking about it. <laughs> and, uh, and go on the Motley Cruise because it does sound great. Vince Neil was, was so cool the last time. Actually, I saw him at the Hard Rock Cafe recently, a few months back, and then at Rock Honors, I interviewed him on the red carpet. And he was so nice, man. I was in the astronomy suit. He came up and hugged me, and what a cool guy he is. Now, you mentioned the Hard Rock Cafe. You, myself, and, of course, our good friend Bumblefoot, who is not in Japan right now, as everybody knows, the first leg of the Guns N' Roses tour has been postponed due to uh, injury of bassist Tommy Stinson. So anyways, uh, the three of us are going down to an amazing auction that The Edge from U2 and Bob Ezrin, the great producer, are throwing in, I think, two weeks at the Hard Rock Cafe right here in Times Square. So we are totally psyched for that. I, I was looking through. There's, they're auctioning off everything from, like, Ray Charles Lighter to, like, you know, hotel bills signed by Elvis Presley to Gene Simmons based to Alice Cooper stuff. Uh, and it's for an amazing cause that uh, Bob Ezrin and The Edge from U2 are uh, are working on. And Gibson and Guitars is involved too, right? Yeah, Gibson Guitars is involved, and the charity is called Music Rising, and all of the proceeds are going to help the musicians who lost their gear in Katrina. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of Bumblefoot, we did an interview with him on our live show, I think two weeks ago, at Bionic on TalkingMetalLive.com, and it went really well. It should be up streaming real soon on that site, TalkingMetalLive.com. Check it out. 
And we're also going to, at some point, put that into a podcast form. We also had Chris from In This Moment. That was a great live show. We had a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, yes, yeah, so stay tuned to the podcast and to TalkingMetalLive.com to catch a rerun of that Bumblefoot interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marilyn Manson's got a new record coming out real soon, and I guess he's it's really helped him get through his recent split from uh, Dita Von Teese, I believe is the pronunciation on that. Dita Von Teese. I've always liked Marilyn Manson. I know some of our listeners are hot and cold on him, so... Yeah, let's stay tuned and see what happens with that new one. I'm kind of curious. I thought he was done with records, but uh, albums, that is. But apparently he's back with a new album, so we'll check it out real soon. And uh, let's all uh, just remember Mark St. John. I know we spoke about that on the live show, but very sad moment in Kiss history. Yeah, I loved the Animalized record. I remember when Mark joined the band, and I was just always a fan of his guitar playing, and... I am just so sad to, to hear that he has passed. Yeah, and we played a bunch of great cuts off of Animalized on our live show. Guys, definitely tune in for the next live show. You know, Stay tuned to the, the TalkingMetalForums.com and to TalkingMetal.com. I, unfortunately, have moved out of the area. I'm like commuting two hours every day to work and then another two hours back home from work. My wife and I, we are in between houses. We sold our apartment and we're buying a, a incredible place out in Essex County, which you got to come check this place out. It's great. Yeah, we got to have a big housewarming party, and your neighbor Frank Ferrer, we got to get him over there if he's not out on tour with GNR. Yeah, he's a neighbor. Lauren Hill lives a, only a few blocks away too. So, uh, and then also some guy Emily's all excited about Zach Braff or something. He's on a show called Scrubs. I, I don't really know much about him. Right, right. I know who he is. You know what's so funny about the? It just reminded me about Lauren Hill. Wyclef was was in Sam Ash one day, and usually when a rock star comes or a music star comes into music store, they kind of can do whatever they want. But he was like playing real loud, and and like somebody just came over and said, "Turn that down." Yeah, I like Wyclef. He actually spent some time as a kid in uh, the Trenton area too, where I, I spent some time as a teenager, and. Uh, it's funny you mention him because he is also going to be one of my my neighbors out in Essex County. So uh, he's, he's I think, in South Orange, though. So anyways, yeah, looking forward to getting into the new house uh, and bear with us for the next few weeks because it's going to be uh, kind of tough. We'll probably be doing these during the day. And some people are like, you got to get back to the drunken podcast. There was somebody on the message boards put that. And I don't know. It's We can't really do much drinking during the day when we're on our lunch break. Yeah, I was going to say it's not a stretch for me to do a drunken podcast, but if we are doing them during the day, uh, it's definitely not going to be possible because I cannot come back to work at MTV Networks under the influence of alcohol. That's right. Yeah, and uh, TMZ.com, which is like gets millions of hits probably every day, has linked our good friend Kevin – have, they've linked his site, which I think is an amazing thing for antimusic.com. They are one of the first links that TMZ has up on their link uh, bar on the left-hand side of the page. So congratulations to antimusic.com. It's the truly the best place to get your, your music news. And I say that because they cover everything from rap to country to metal to, you know, Alternative, So it definitely add it to your favorites, antimusic.com. And we've had Kevin on the show, and he was a big part of our 
uh, Guns N' Roses coverage back, what was it? Was that May or March? May, right? That was in May. Yeah, one of the coolest months, May of 2006, was GNR month on Talking Metal. Awesome. Queens of the Stone Age have a new album coming out. We hope to report some more info on them. Eat My Silkworms has a podcast. Uh, it's not really a podcast because it doesn't have an RSS feed, and it's, like, super long, and it freaked my iPod out a bit. But I was I don't know what was wrong. It would, like, freeze at, like, a certain point on my iPod, but I was able to listen to it on my computer. Uh, it's definitely freaking funny. They have, like, this... Uh, this band that cover like they do like a uh, a cover version of Better and Madagascar that are hysterical, and they actually interview me in the podcast, and uh, it's it's well worth many hours of your time. Yeah, Alex is funny, and we talk to him all the time. Uh, we called into the live show, and we send emails back and forth, and we just think Eat My Silkworms is a cool website. And we actually also, in addition to your audio interview, we did a 10 questions with Eat My Silkworms about Chris Pittman. EatMySilkworms.com. All right. Well, I'm uh... – Getting all geared up for the free OzFest. Amazing bands this summer. Doth is on there. Three Inches of Blood. Lamb of God. In this moment. I am totally psyched up to see Ozzy perform some of his new material this summer on uh, OzFest. But it sounds like we actually might get a sneak peek of him before OzFest. Uh, Should we let the people know what's going on in May? Ozzy Osbourne. John Astronomy. Mark Striegel. Invading Las Vegas. Yes, the Talking Metal crew will be heading into Mandalay Bay on the Las Vegas Strip to see the second annual VH1 Rock Honors. Now, this is going to premiere Thursday, May 24th at 9 p.m. You have got to watch this. It's going to be taped on Saturday, May 12th at Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas. And guess what, guys? You can buy a ticket and attend this event Tickets are currently on sale and are priced at $175, $125, and $75, not including the service charges via Ticketmaster.com. Go to this. You know what? A lot of times people don't realize that they can attend these amazing shows like Rock Honors or the VMAs or VH1 Divas or any of that kind of stuff. So go to Ticketmaster.com, buy a ticket to this, meet Talking Metal in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay, and watch Ozzy perform and there's going to be some other great bands too ZZ Top, Heart and Genesis are being honored and there's some great tribute acts, Nickelback, Gretchen Wilson and Keen will be paying tribute to their favorite bands. Of course it's not all metal this year, it's uh, you know just a lot of great rock bands and definitely metal is going to be represented, the great Ozzy Osbourne will be there and, uh, yeah, we're going to be definitely doing some coverage from Rock Honors. And our good friend Bam is hosting. I hung out with Bam back when we first started this podcast. Uh, Jim from Fireball Ministry and Bam down in Atlantic City. and had a great night with my wife down there. Savannah Sampson was hanging out. We used to have a picture of Emily and Savannah Sampson up on the site. I think it's no longer up. But uh, it will be good to see Bam again. And Jim from Fireball Ministry, Jim Rhoda, uh, who we actually used to work with at VH1, married Bam and his beautiful wife, Missy. Is that her name? I can't remember. But anyways, uh, on TV, on 
Bam's Unholy Union, which uh, I'm addicted to that show. And they actually shot some of the show in New Hope, Pennsylvania, where my brother lives. Yeah, I just met somebody from New Hope yesterday, actually. I told them about how you really like that town and how your brother lives in New Hope. I wanted to also mention that additional performers, presenters, and special guests will be announced as they are confirmed for VH1's second annual Rock Honors. Once again, premiering Thursday, May 24th at 9 p.m. on VH1. And this amazing show will be taped on Saturday, May 12th at the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas. We will be there, and we will be partying at Rock Honors. And we want you guys to join us. I mean, we're thinking about throwing a Talking Metal party. I don't know if that's going to happen, but regardless... We will be there, and if there isn't an official party, there will be an unofficial Talking Metal hang that we will let you guys know about probably the night before Rock Honors, and because we'll probably be working the show, uh, you know, so it's going to be hard to party the actual day of Rock Honors. But I'm thinking the night before something Talking Metal will be happening, and we would love for any of our Las Vegas listeners to join us. Stay tuned to the podcast. Stay tuned to TalkingMetal.com for more info on that. And I know John Casamano, who runs TalkingMetalForums.com, you guys all need to go register and get on there and post away, by the way, is even thinking about flying out to Vegas for this. John Casamano is somebody who dedicates a whole lot of time to Talking Metal. So thank you again, John, and we would love to see you out there. Listen what happened last year, the night before the show. Um, Casey Chaos and uh, Shannon from Godsmack bring me up to this place called the Foundations Room. It's part of the House of Blues. And uh, Tommy Lee, Ace Frilly, Gilby Clark, there were just tons of people in there. And then me and Ace wound up leaving there, hooked up with Slash, got into a limo and went out to a couple different places. And then the very next night, me and Ace did the exact same thing again, but uh, just Slash wasn't there that time. But that's how cool Rock Honors was. Definitely. And again, you can get a ticket for $75 to the show or just splurge. Whatever you do, if you're in the Las Vegas area, come hang out at Rock Honors, attend the show, and come party with John and I. And my wife, Emily, will be with us, too. So it should be a fun time. We're going to get back into some letters. I got a big stack of them here. I feel bad. I always say, hey, I'm going to read this on air. And then I, I, I never get to them. So these are a bunch of letters that I promised people we would read on air. Um, and we haven't yet. So let's come back and do some letters. But right now, let's get into an interview with Stu Block from Into Eternity. This was taped, uh, recorded, that is, a few weeks back. Into Eternity is an excellent band. We're going to sample some of their music right after the the uh, interview. And actually, George from Century Media has okayed that we play the whole cut if you want to just play the whole thing, John. See how you're doing time-wise when you're editing this together. But... The song is Severe Emotional Distress, but right now, here's vocalist Stu Block. Hey, it's John from Talking Metal. I'm hanging here with Mark and Stu from Into Eternity. These guys are on the Metal for the Masses tour. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. How you doing? Pretty good. So how's the tour going so far? 
Oh, it's rocking, man. Yeah, we're we're it's sort of the beginning right now, so we're all kind of getting to know each other. Um, it's like the Canadians versus the Swedes. <laughs> no, it's 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 really cool. Uh, everyone's been really accommodating. Everyone down to the roadies, man. Like everyone's been really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty neat being out with uh, people that you know, especially Dark Tranquility. We've been listening to their music a long time, and uh, Scar Symmetry, uh, of course, which is like another one of those hybrid kind of sort of bands like us. So we're really stoked and. Uh, we're happy to be on it, man. It's awesome. Cool. Now, you guys just got off of, uh, well, not just, but a while back, got off of Gigantor yeah. with uh, Megadeth and Arch Enemy and Lamb of God. And now you're you're doing, I guess, what, what you might call a smaller tour, playing smaller theater venues. How does that compare to the big spaces you were doing with uh, Megadeth? Well, we were definitely not even accustomed to doing arenas at that point. Uh, it was one of those things where that was like we felt like, we could die happy men, you know, after going on an arena tour with Megadeth. I think that's every metalhead's dream, I believe. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we definitely took it in as a, you know, we, we rocked out as hard as we could, but we kind of felt like, okay, it's only downhill from here. <laughs> you know, like we, we we're kind of that, we have that sort of mentality where we're not, we don't like to think too far ahead. And, uh, but the arenas were amazing. I mean, the catering was phenomenal. Everything was, was not it was something that we're just not accustomed to so we were we're stepping out of the the bus and not being having to you know haul any gear was was phenomenal you know like there's like loaders there and stuff and uh, and as i said everything down to the food to the venues to the people you know dave dave mustaine was was really really good to our band and um helped us out in many ways and uh yeah like uh, you know going back to even even we're for, even if we're comfortable even doing theater tours hell we'll do club tours you know we just got off tour with uh, destruction and that was a smaller kind of uh, uh tour too uh we jumped on that one so it, uh, not many people know knew we were on that tour but uh we're huge thrash fans so props to schmear and all the boys actually let me first say that we're backstage right now so the the noise that you're hearing is is that the haunted uh sound checking right now yes sir it is yeah haunted sound checking right now what it how it goes each night i guess on this tour is that the dark tranquility and haunted are switching up headlining spots uh so uh you know dark tranquility headline last night so the haunted tonight and uh yeah they're bringing it every night man and uh we're we're really happy to be out with these guys they're uh of course um just really really nice guys no one's yeah everyone's equal man you know and, and i think that's the way things are going these days i've noticed that with a lot of uh, bands we've been out with you know it's everyone's down to earth and i think that's the best way to play the game because we're all fighting for the same team and that's the metal team right absolutely now one of the things that i think is really cool about into eternity is that you have more than one singer more than one person is singing now who decides which type of vocal now I, I know you do a lot of the melodic type stuff as well as the death and black uh, stuff but uh, the other guys take take a little bit of that how'd you guys come up with that well basically um tim obviously envisioned having a hybrid kind of band where there's clean choruses and uh, clean harmonies going with uh, the the black and death metal kind of stuff um how we decide on who does that kind of stuff i think uh as far as the choruses go, it's usually there's the, the two-part to three-part vocal harmony. Um, I'm usually holding down the high part. Uh, Tim will, hold, will hold down the lower part. Um, and uh, as far as uh, uh, the death metal, I'm mostly holding down all the death metal now. Um, as Troy Bly will hold down the backup deaths uh, to thicken it up a bit. Um, but uh, I'm doing a lot more of the transitioning. Um, Tim Tim's really got 
really, really wants to shred more, and uh, he's such a phenomenal guitarist, and he and such a great singer too. So we can't sacrifice that voice of his either. But we definitely, uh, he definitely wants to shred a lot more, and so he's just sticking, especially with this new album. We're sticking with just like the choruses, and then I'm pretty. I did like on Scattering of Ashes, I did 98% of all the vocals on that album. So yeah, so it's it's now it's it's more of. Uh, it's not a, it's not if it's not an ego thing it's not or like you we have to do everyone has to do equal parts you know to shine it's more of what will sound better you know and what who's got who will shine better in that per- certain part you know and and i think uh that's kind of how it's decided and it just kind of all falls into place it's funny how it works i think it's amazing that you have the ability that, to have the range that you have but then to do the death stuff as well yeah. what did you start out singing initially um, I started singing in choirs and stuff, so I, I, st- I started out as a clean singer, um, and then I moved on to, uh, when I was about 16 years old, I started listening to Cannibal Corpse, and um, and so basically, uh, you know, I started uh, trying to growl when I st- went around, around 16 years old, and, and uh, of course I had my fair share of uh, bloody moments, <laughs> you know, but a lot of it is... Um, I learned how to transition my vocals by finding out that I can do it naturally. Um, and as soon as I w- was learning how to do the black and the death metal stuff, and I thought, okay, well, as long as I'm in my diaphragm mode, because I did have kind of a little bit of training with choirs, that I knew that I could switch. And as long as I knew how to properly do a death metal and a black metal scream with diaphragm, not from my throat, um, as any vocalist uh, listening to this right now knows, uh, then, I mean, it opens up so many more more doors for you. But a lot of it does boil down to a natural ability to transition the way I do. And uh, I nurture it. I'm not a big smoker. I don't drink a lot. Um, I try to get at least 10 hours on uh, to 10 to 12 hours of sleep when I'm on tour um, and keep hydrated and just not be a fool because, hey, this is my future, man, and I love what I do and, and I love seeing the the, the, the kids out there are just loving it so they're and they're loving all these these hybrid singers that are coming out so uh and I, i'm really looking forward to the media really starting to focus on these new singers that are coming out you know uh, the hybrid the new type of hybrid singers and um you know uh I'm, I'm, it's good to be able to go out and tour on some of these bigger bigger tours and showcase this style, style of vocal are there some singers that still do it from the throat not from the diaphragm i can notice yeah i notice like because I've been there, <laughs> and I know, and I've I've tape recorded myself doing it back in the day, and I know what it sounds like, and uh, I do, you know, I've been out with a f- uh, some bands where they've come up to me, and go, hey man, you know, how do you kind of do this and stuff? I actually, uh, I learned a lot from Randy Blythe. Uh, he's a really good death metal singer, man, and he's his his lows are are gut wrenching, man, and and uh, yeah, I, I talked with him a few times, and you know, when he had a spare moment and stuff, and it was taught me a few things, man. It was really cool, but yeah, yeah, there's I can kind of tell if someone's doing wrong technique and stuff, and I think they know it too. I think you, you know the singer. If the singer is doing wrong technique, they'll know it by the end of the night. That's for sure. You're gonna feel it. <laughs> So uh, the scattering of the ashes, it seems like uh, internet radio and, and like here in New Jersey and New York, we have Comcast on demand. It seems like they're really embracing the album. Are you seeing the fan base grow? Yeah, well, it's funny you mention that because this tour, um, I mean, I, I really noticed after Gigant tour uh, because it was good exposure. And now that we have severe emotional distress on the Headbangers Ball, um, that video is really apparently kicking some ass out there. So uh, we've found that now 
we have legions of these people that we've never seen at shows just show up and they're really really embracing our band and um yeah there's a there's a noticeable difference because we're road dogs also and we like to tour um and north america has seen our band enough times we apologize <laughs> we're the house band at a lot of venues <laughs> but uh uh but yeah it's it's definitely an awe it's very awe-inspiring and it's it's amazing seeing all these kids just loving the stuff singing all the lyrics um and uh, yeah, they would come up to us after the shows, and they'd definitely be like, "Yeah, the first time I saw you was on Headbangers Ball," you know. And and they came out to the show, and they just were hooked. So it's it's really neat. It's really cool. But yeah, it's happening. Yeah. It's- I think we should get right into uh, severe emotional distress. Right. And I had one quick question about that song before we get into it, and not just because you guys are from Canada, but I thought I heard a little Rush influence. Uh, most definitely, um, one of my favorite albums of all time is actually Rush Twenty One Twelve. One of my one of my favorite albums, and uh, yeah, we are big Rush fans. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, Tim Tim especially. Uh, uh, I believe they're coming out with a new album soon right. here, so I uh, can't wait to hear that. And uh, yeah, I'm huge. As I said, I'm a huge high vocalist fan, so Getty Lee's like a god to me. Uh, and um, yeah, you're definitely reading into that very correctly. <laughs> very cool. Well, Stu, thanks again for joining us on Talking Metal. So we're going to get into Severe Emotional Distress right now, available on iTunes for 99 cents off the album The Scattering of the Ashes. Definitely pick it up on iTunes. Pick up the rest of the cuts while you're there and go out and support Into Eternity. They're on tour right now. Where are you guys headed next? Uh, we're actually, uh, as far as touring, we're going to be going out with Ed Guy uh, in uh, September. And uh, there's another uh, big tour on the works uh, right now that uh, we can't say anything about yet. But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Ed Guy should be interesting, too, because you're going you're gonna to catch like some of those power metal fans. Oh, you know? man. Yeah, well, we went out with them before with Hammerfall. And uh, we, we, you know, we had a great time. And, yeah, those power metal fans, they love what we're doing, too. So Awesome. Well, thanks, man. And right now, here is Severe Emotional Distress.
that was severe emotional distress from the scattering of ashes by Into Eternity. You can buy that cut for 99 cents on iTunes. And we got an interview with Michael from Dark Tranquility coming up in just a few minutes. Stay tuned for that. Let's uh, read some letters. This one came in a couple weeks ago. And it says, hey, Mark and John, just checking in with my favorite podcast, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed the Miss Crazy music. Yeah, this guy uh, sent me a link to a band called Miss Crazy. They're pretty cool. Uh, and then he says, I'm sure you noticed, but their official website is misscrazymusic.com. That's M-I-S-S, crazymusic.com. And there are some cool free MP3s on there. I did notice that, Zach. Thank you. And I actually have them on my iPod. Uh, and he goes on to say, I would like to be able to email you more because I always seem to have something to add or comment on from your podcast, but I'm still a little behind, although I'm quickly trying to catch up. I'm on episode 107 or so, I think. But since you seem to enjoy emails and since I love talking metal, I thought you would f- I would fill you in on a little of what I like musically. I'm 25, and I didn't get into metal until after high school when I bought my first Iron Maiden album, Brave New World. I was pretty much blown away. While I was working at a music store, I got free copies of Megadeth's The World Needs a Hero, and I finally decided there was more than just one metal band I like. Uh, He goes on to say that, uh, you know... He was living in Texas while he was growing up, and uh, you know he just you know he just didn't hit the the metal thing until after high school, which I think is totally cool. He got into glam metal. He's a big fan of Doc and Poison, Skid Row, Cinderella, and uh, he saw Cinderella in concert. He he saw the Motorhead Dio Iron Maiden tour a few years ago, and you know he's been hooked ever since. I'm kind of skipping ahead. He really digs Three Inches of Blood. Yeah, me too, Zach. Uh, So he ends his letter, many paragraphs later, with, So I hope to catch up with the current podcast soon and to stay in touch with you guys if that's okay. That, of course, is okay. Please stay in touch. I have a lot of friends in New York, but I've never been there. When I get to go, I will definitely want to check out the bars you recommend in the podcast. They sound like a lot of fun. Rock on Zach in Los Angeles. Zach, yeah, and drop us an email when you're in New York, and we'll definitely meet you for a brew. Yeah, very cool, Zach. We'll we'll hit uh, the whole lineup of talking metal friendly bars, everything from the Upper East Side American Trash down to Circus in Hell's Kitchen and uh, One Sixty Nine Bar. And what's that other one that always gets confused with One Sixty Nine Bar? One Nineteen Bar. Yeah. So we've we've got a ton of cool bars. Let me read a letter, Mark. This is a short. It's like a short one, but a good one. I must admit that I am both shocked and delighted about the revelation that Mark is Captain T. I am right now listening to the episode where that is revealed, and I gotta say I'm impressed with the music rocking stuff. Hope to hear more Ronin on the podcast in the future from John Falk in Utica, New York. Hey, John. Thanks, man. I know Mark uh, is happy to hear the news. Captain T is also happy to hear that news. And Ronin is a great band. you got to check out their new record, which I'm sure you have already checked it out. It's called Dissolving Pinch Roller. And I am actually proud to say that I am playing on a cut on that record, West End Girls, the cover of the great Pet Shot Boys song. You got another one, Mark? Another letter? 
Yeah, I got a bunch here. We'll just try to blow through them. Uh, by the way, Ronin, my band, uh, as you said, is now available on iTunes. That just happened this week. So if you go to iTunes Music Store and search Ronin, R-O-N-I-N, you will see both the Ronin records up there. Dissolving Pinch Roller is the new one, and the old one is The Sun Rises in the East. So definitely download those. I would appreciate it. And unfortunately... The cover, the Pet Shop Boys cover, is not on iTunes because it's a cover and we would have had to pay all sorts of crazy money. We already had to pay a bunch of money to get that on our freaking CD. So if you want that cut, you got to go to CD Baby and buy the Ronin record there. All right, here's a controversial letter, John. And uh, I didn't tell you I'm going to read this, but I just want to get your reaction. Great coverage on the Heaven and Hell concert. Very long, but it was well done. But do you have to talk about strip bars so much? I listen to Talking Metal to hear about music, not some pleasure of yours. Peace and rockin'. Karen. Wow. Um, I'm actually looking for the right words to say here. Karen, I am very sorry if that strip bar talk has offended anyone, especially you. And I'll tell you honestly, you know, strip bars and, and metal – you know, kind of go together and we just kind of talk about, you know, what we do. You know, I never meant any of that strip club talk to offend anyone. And, uh, you know, we hope you keep listening to Talking Metal. And, uh, you know, we're not going to make strip clubs like the number one topic of Talking Metal, but they'll probably pop in here and there. Would you say that, Mark? Yeah, it's like, well, we kind of decided for a while we were trying not to curse because there was at least uh, probably three or four people who were claiming to be mothers and they didn't want us to curse. But we're not going to really guard ourselves on this. We kind of just do what we do and talk how we talk. And this is kind of just how John and I are in our real life, too. So that that's that. And if we talk about something that somebody doesn't like, hey, we're sorry. And, uh, again, as John said, we do hope you keep listening and give us uh, another chance. Here's another letter. Hey, guys, I just started listening to your podcast. Not sure why. I never really thought of listening to non-computer geek podcasts before, but now I have. Really enjoying your show and listening through the back catalog of episodes. I especially like the interview with Paul Diano. I've been a huge fan since the Maiden days. Sorry, but Paul's albums kill, pun intended. Uh, all of Bruce's Maiden work. Oh, so he's saying, sorry, Paul's albums kill all of Bruce's Maiden work. Well... Yeah, I don't know about that. Killers is my favorite record, but I, I have to admit I love Bruce Dickinson, love his solo records, love everything he did with Maiden. Um, I find it virtually impossible to get into new music now that I'm almost 30. So hopefully your podcast will expose me to some new music and force me to take in some new tunes. Keep it up. Regards, Fork Boy. Fork Boy, hey, thanks for your email. I know you've sent a few of them now, and uh, glad we could finally read one on air. And, uh, yeah, you got another one, dude? Yes, I do. This one is from Victor, and it says, Hey, what's up, John and Mark? I just wanted to say thanks a lot for doing the interview with Mikey. That's Mikey Doling. It's great to have him in a new band. I love the episode because I've been a Snot fan since their record came out, and unfortunately I never got the chance to see them play. In short, thanks for helping keep the legacy of Snot alive and well and keeping us updated on the members' new projects. Last but not least, if you do by chance read this on the show, I encourage 
all the listeners to go out and pick up Get Some, the band's one and only studio record, Alive, their live CD, very Kiss-sounding name, and Straight Up, the tribute CD released after Lynn Strait's death. The same goes for anything put out by the members. More recent projects like In Vitro, Amen, Soulfly, The Not So Metal, The Start, featuring drummer Jamie Miller on guitar, and so on. Thanks for the great podcast, guys. Keep rocking. Victor DePrater. Victor, thank you very, very much. We totally appreciate your support and uh, great letter. Yeah, Victor mentioned Amen. Casey Chaos is Amen. One of my favorite punk bands and he did some great like kind of more metal-esque work with uh his band scum too casey is a true talent and maybe we'll hook up with him when we get back to vegas i know he was living there for a while we definitely got to hook up with casey again when we're out in las vegas i had a blast with him he's the you know guy that uh, took me to a few great clubs and uh, he's just a really really nice guy as well yeah definitely definitely one more letter and then let's get into the interview uh, all right, this is uh, just wanted to echo the sentiments of your friend. I w- have wondered what your band sounds like. I love the guitar work and the solo on the second song, Catacomb. Great talent and best wishes with Ronan. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. That actually, uh, this letter is from Adam, by the way. The second song we played, I believe, was Paint the Floor, and that. Solo was played by Ranger X. Definitely uh, check out the Ronin website. It's roninband.com. Okay, and then the email here goes on. On a completely different topic, I'm very stoked that Megadeth is playing with Heaven and Hell in San Jose, California. This will be an excellent show. I love Dio, and Mob Rules is one of my all-time favorites. I can't wait to hear Voodoo and Sign of the Southern Cross. Uh, Is it too much to hope for a live rendition of Over and Over? Well... It's not too much to hope for, but they didn't do that song when they played Radio City. But who knows? Maybe they'll play it by the time they reach California. Uh, Also, Sepultura is one of my favorite bands. I actually met Mikey a few years back after the Soulfly show in San Francisco. He was really cool, and I just hung out with about 15 punters outside and after the show. Anyways, did I hear you mention that Max may be coming back to Sepultura? Well... Dude, that's been a rumor. I, I haven't really been up on this Sepultura news, but uh, I mean, at one point it was rumored he was coming back and they were going to do Ozfest. It sounds like they are not doing Ozfest, so who knows if that is true or not? It would be fun to get him back in Sepultura, though. Uh, and then the email continues. The only metal moment that could top that is when Bruce and Adrian returned to Maiden. Yeah, that was awesome, awesome moment. Any info on a Sepultura reunion would be much appreciated. Keep up the great work and play some more Ronin. Cool. We will in a future podcast. Definitely check out the Alien Rock podcast. We play some more Ronin on that. Uh, That's the sister podcast to Talking Metal. Let's get into the interview, dude. Yeah, this is an interview with Michael from Dark Tranquility. He was a really, really nice guy. We had a little bit of a a time tracking him down because he went out to eat, and then uh, we actually caught up with him in between bands and he was so cool the thing that blew me away is that he totally had been a talking metal listener even before we decided we were going to even do an interview with him that's like the second or third time we've actually interviewed somebody and they're like oh yeah i listened to your podcast which is really trippy and amazing and uh we're honored remember dark tranquility is spelled a little funky it has two l's in tranquility 
So definitely check them out. We will link them through the show notes today. Use that link on today's show notes to buy Severe Emotional Distress by Into Eternity. And here is Michael from Dark Tranquility with Mark and John a few weeks back in New York City. It's John from Talking Metal. I'm backstage at the Gramercy Theater in New York City with Mark, Emily, and Michael from Dark Tranquility. How's it going, man? Oh, it's doing great. I'm, I'm fantastic. This has been a beautiful day so far, and I can't wait to... To play the show, we're headlining in New York City, man. Who would have thought 17 years ago when we started the band? You know, this is cool. Hey, all of us metal fans would have thought it, so. Oh, well. You know. And plus, you guys are the pioneers of the genre, man, so congratulations on getting to this point. Thank you very much. It feels fantastic. We're really, really proud. Would you have ever thought 17, 18 years ago when you formed this band that you'd be getting a new record ready to come out, fiction? Uh, no. No, not at all. We, and we've always kind of like put ourselves down and like never really expected anything. We just said, well, whatever happens, happens. That's cool. You know, we're just going to continue making music that we love and that's it. And it, it's taken us this far and it's fantastic, you know. It's amazing, though, you know. Well, I'm a big fan of the character record that came out a few years back. Tell us how, how uh, fiction will differ from that or is it similar in sound? Well, it's kind of different, actually. Uh, at least I, I think so. Um, we wanted to focus more on like the individual songs. I think like um, a character, it's kind of like a whole album divided into ten parts in a way, and there's so much stuff going on in every song. What we wanted to do with fiction is was that we wanted them, like all the songs, to really have their own identity, to really stand out from each other, and uh, so we have all like there all sorts of different kinds of uh, songs. It's like some really fast, really aggressive stuff, some uh, really mellow. Um, some really melodic, emotional stuff, and something just you know, some just all-out grinding songs. So it's just um, it's, a, it's a good mix of everything that we've done before, and hopefully uh, a lot of new stuff in there as well. I heard the single "Focus Focus Shift," right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds amazing. Oh, cool, man! Thank you. And I checked out the video too, and it oh, looks yeah. great. It looks oh, amazing. Yeah. Where'd you guys shoot that? So uh, some uh, basement somewhere. It was cold as hell. We were there for like. 19 hours straight oh, and we sh- we probably shot like for like two hours of actual shooting time that was it now is it two hours of going through the song over and over or it's just parts or how does that work uh, we actually went through the whole song like in like, oh, wow. like 10 times or something like 15 <laughs> times and that was it oh man it was a horrible day but it it's kind of a cool video I think oh, yeah, you the know? video came out great oh, it was tough to do but hopefully it would be worth it Very cool. Now, I had some questions about production on the album. Now, I know in the the history of the band, from about 95 to 2002, you guys worked with Frederick, the producer. Yes. And then you guys did self-produced albums for a while, and then you brought a co-producer in this time. How did that come about? Um, It's not really the case. I guess, like, Frederick was... It's been credited as a producer, but you mostly just an engineer, you know? Oh, okay. I think the most work that he did was perhaps on Projector, because he had, like, some... Like, he... um, kind of produce the vocals and stuff like that but other than that we pretty much produce everything ourselves and actually so we did on this album as well like we recorded everything in, in Martin Brenstrom our cable player studio and then we just sent it off to two months in Denmark and he mixed it so we're pretty self-efficient when it comes to that and uh, and we just need someone to really kind of make sure it sounds cool yeah. Plus, in addition to being a singer, you're a guitar player too. You started out with well, yeah. this band on guitar. Yeah, but I was crap, and I was so happy to let that go <laughs> and start singing instead. I mean, guitars are fucking heavy; you got to carry them around, and and you have a lot of equipment and stuff like that. It's just, no, I did. I, I was so happy to let that go. I was, yeah, but I'm sure you weren't crap. I'm sure you were great as well. well. I managed to record that first album, but you know, hey, 
I can never do that again. Uh, I was going to say, do you ever think of bringing the guitar out for a song or two or anything like that? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> I play acoustic guitar at home, like for my daughter and stuff like that, but that's, that's as far okay. as it can go. So you're just getting started with the promotion for the Fiction album, which comes out April 24th here in the United States, and we encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to go pick that up. The single sounds amazing. Definitely check that out, guys. But um, what can we look at? Is there going to be a lot more touring in the States and through Europe? Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately after this one, we're going home. and we do. I guess we're doing South America. Then, then it's all the summer festivals in Europe. And then we're doing a headline tour in Europe. And then we're coming immediately back here. So beginning of October, I think we'll be back. Um, and then another European and Scandinavian trip. And then we're coming back, I guess, before New Year's here again. So it's going to be like... A lot of George. So you're going to actually be back here two more times before the end of 2007? If, if it all works uh, according to plan, yes. Well, that, that's good for us. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we thank you for joining us, and we're looking forward to the show tonight, and we're looking forward to the album. Uh, we've only heard the one song, so I can't wait to hear the whole thing. Oh, wow. oh thanks. You. Oh, I hope you guys check it out. It's, uh, I've never been more proud of an album ever. So, Really? Wow. Excellent. Well, Michael, thank you very much. We encourage everybody to go out and get the new album, Fiction, check out the new single, and look for a lot of great stuff coming from Dark Tranquility in the future. Thank you very much. See you guys. Tranquility. It comes out next week. Cool, guys. Thanks for all your support. Keep those emails coming to TalkingMetal at Yahoo.com. And remember, all interviews and spoken dialogue are copyright 2007 by Talking Metal. They may not be used without written consent of Talking Metal. That means you don't take our interviews and put them on, uh, you send it, and then post links to it off your favorite band's message board. Uh, that kind of really sucks. We love getting mentioned, but again... We just appreciate you just sending people to our site with a link to our site. Yeah, we appreciate all of the Talking Metal listeners, and we appreciate everything, but just please come to TalkingMetal.com. That is the central source for all things Talking Metal. I'm out of here. I'm going out to L.A. to interview the cast of the Fantastic Four movie, the second one. 
And uh, looking forward to meeting Jessica Alba this Tuesday. I'll be doing a sit-down interview with her that will air on the Sci-Fi Channel. Of course, I'm never on camera. You know, I'm the guy off camera asking her the questions and the rest of the guys from that movie. And what we're going to do is we're going to play a bunch of exclusive clips from this movie on the Sci-Fi Channel before the movie comes out. Uncut, unedited, full clips from the movie. Four different ones. And, of course, the Silver Surfer has returned to Earth. And when I say Silver Surfer, I'm not talking about John Astronomy. I'm talking about the Silver Surfer. You know the guy, Marvel Comics. He is back in this movie. Fantastic Four. Part two coming to you real soon. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Looking forward to uh, getting back to California. I'll be staying at the Fairmount in Santa Monica. So looking forward to that. And uh, that's it, man. I was in the ocean out in Santa Monica once, and I got all this, like, sand in my pants. I actually went in in full jeans. I, I wasn't planning on it. It was just a thing where I was like standing and I was like, oh, what the heck? I'm going to go in the ocean. So then I came out and it was like all crazy like until I got back back to the hotel and took a shower because I had like sand all in my pockets and stuff. It's crazy. Cool. One more from Dark Tranquility. This is off their last record. It's called Senses Tide off the character record. Definitely support Dark Tranquility. And again, thanks to George from Century Media. And we want to make sure you guys Go support some of our favorite companies, Gibson Guitars, Slingerland Drums, GoDaddy.com. And what other companies do we like, Mark? Well, we did have a sponsorship going a long time ago with uh, Music123. I don't know if those links are still up there. But supporting any of the companies that have been an official sponsor of Talking Metal is always good. I'm going to definitely be in the market for some new gear because, like I said, I'm moving into a house and for the first time, since I was a teenager, literally, I'm not going to be living in an apartment and uh, looking forward to setting up a recording studio, do some music in the basement. You should come over. We'll rock out, write some new classic Captain T and astronomy tracks. Absolutely. We actually have had one track that's been kind of kicked around for a while, and we really need to get in there and finish that one because I think that one rules. And then we can come up with some new stuff. We'll get inspired You know, once you move into the new house and I come down there and hang out. But you, me, Wyclef, all hanging out. Frank Ferrer, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I did invite Frank over, and he said he he would definitely stop by at some time. I'm actually taking Bumblefoot and his wife out to dinner. Uh, you and Emily are welcome to come, too. Cool. If, if I'm back from L.A., I definitely uh, will probably go. Anyways, that's it, guys. Uh, I'll be uh, out in Santa Monica in about 48 hours. By the time you hear this, I will probably actually be in Santa Monica. And uh, then... Back in Central Jersey for a few a few weeks, uh, commuting to New York City. Then Las Vegas, come and hang with us in Las Vegas and attend the Rock Honors VH1. This is Senses Tide by Dark Tranquility off the character record. <laughs> Yeah. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.